people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Hello, welcome to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour and the America Out Loud Radio Talk Show. Uh, you know that um, people like Malcolm, etc., these people make it possible for scientists and doctors, <clears throat> Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Rich, Harvey Rich, myself, Dr. Paul Alexander, the Bregans, Peter and Ginger Bregan and a host of other tremendous people, our ability to uh, come forward and share information with you for more informed decision-making. You know the legacy media had cut us out, canceled us, the work media, to deny us the ability to share information and bring the truth to you. People like Malcolm and this America Out Loud platform emerged as a very different uh, uh, outfit very early on in COVID particularly, though they have been around way before. Um, what Malcolm did is he gave us a voice when the legacy media shut us out. And he continues to, and he deserves a lot of praise. This platform deserves a lot of praise. And if you can find any way that you could support them, help them financially, please do. Just remember, um, I write a daily blog. It's a substack. It's called Alexander COVID News. That is A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. COVID news. And uh, I offer it for free. And you could subscribe for free. And I and I give you my views on COVID, my views on uh on uh the lockdowns on but actually now I'm branched off into a lot of political issues too. And I'm giving you my views now on uh on the politics of the world. Because really too COVID was politics. And COVID was not a public health response. The response, it was a political response, both from the Trump administration and the Biden administration. And I want you to understand something. I'm going to comment on the Israeli-Hamas issue because I'm a citizen of the world, of Canada, United States, etc. So I have a right. And we all should have an opinion and be able to voice that opinion without fear of threat. But I want to say this, that the United States was failed by the people that President Trump had hired in his administration to provide him counsel. President Trump didn't fail. It is people like Fauci and Burks and the ASR. These people, they failed him because they lied to him. They lied from day one about this pandemic. And President Trump, not being a scientist or a doctor, did not know. And he believed them and he trusted them. He trusted them with the lockdown approach. He trusted them with the fraud, mRNA, gene injection, vaccines. He trusted them and it was all a fake fraud lie. Everything about it was a lie. From the lockdowns, from the virus, the origin, to every single thing, to the vaccine, all that you have left to show today, after three, three and a half years of COVID, 
is you have now spike protein induced from that vaccine circulating in you. And we have evidence now that the spike protein persists for years. We are arguing that it might be lifelong. Because think about what I'm saying. Normally, the messenger RNA in your cells, when they attach to the ribosome so that they can be translated to build a protein, a structural protein, a functional protein, short protein strands like peptides, longer, more complex supercoil protein molecules for various functions, either a structural function where it sits in the cell wall, it, it plays a role structurally, or a functional where it plays a role as receptors and cell signaling, etc. So the reality about it, normally when the messenger RNA is translated, it's like a one-off and quickly is dissolved. It's used once for its, for its code. But what we have with the messenger RNA that they have put synthetically into the vaccine is that the messenger RNA, we've put molecular caps on the end. We've replaced the, uh, the uracil, the uridine nucleoside with a pseudometallated uridine. And the purpose for this is to hide it from the immune system because anything foreign you introduce into the body, um, unless there's some sort of IG, IG, IgG4 um, tolerance antibodies being produced, that your body will tolerate that substance, then it will be, a, it will be marked, it will be attacked for destruction, the cells or that uh, entity that enters you. So the challenge for the vaccine makers was, how do they make a vaccine and introduce this messenger RNA, this synthetic messenger RNA into you when the immune system itself would attack it in the deltoid? It wouldn't even move further. So they did things to it molecularly, to the lipid nanoparticle that encases and enwraps the messenger RNA so that it hides from the immune system. And that's the key. The key is we are arguing that the messenger RNA decodes for spike protein lifelong. It's a never in your cells 24-7. Every cell that takes up the lipid nanoparticle will be producing spike for the rest of your life. And many people are coming to us scared. They're panicking. They want the spike out of them, whether spike from the virus or spike from the uh, vaccine. And we are trying to come up with formulas to detoxify the blood and tissue. But the reality about it is that every single thing, whether the vaccine stayed at the injection site, CDC and FDA lied, Health Canada lied, whether the, uh, the messenger RNA was decoded one-off, Health Canada and CDC lied, whether the spike protein is dissolved quickly soon after, they lied. Every single thing they lied. Um, uh, whether there was no reverse transcription, now we know there is reverse transcription back into your cellular DNA. So they lied. They lied about every single thing. The governments, the health officials in all of their health agencies, the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, the NIAID, the Health and Human Services, HHS. In Canada, you have Health Canada. You have Public Health Agency of Canada, PHAC. You have SAGE in England, etc. These people were du duplicitous, misleading, malfeasant liars. They lied about every single thing about the lockdowns, 
everything about the vaccines. Nothing about what they ever said is true. You trust nothing. Zero. Any statement coming out from the United States government, from any alphabet agencies, do not trust anything they say. Nothing from the Canadian government. Government functions to take your taxpayer money, redistribute the wealth, fatten themselves, give bogus contracts to their buddies and families, and lie to you. That is all government does. When a government official comes to the podium and makes a statement, I guarantee you it's one of two things is happening there. They're either covering up for a terrible thing they just did, and they're beginning to spin to you, or they're beginning to prepare you for something that they are going to do you, a bad action against you. That's who they are. They have no ability. They're inept, they're corrupt, and they're stupid. That's who these people are. The people who go into government are the bottom dwellers, bottom feeders, basic, banal people of the society. They're not good people like before. It is really the worst of society gravitates to government today. I would argue anybody that point. Bottom line is we were lied completely on COVID. You will come to realize that what you lost was your freedom and your liberties and your life, basically, over three, three and a half years. But they left you with a prize to them. They left you with spike protein in you for the rest of your life, being produced, harming you, damaging you physiologically, etc., that's the legacy of COVID. There's nothing good. Nothing good about any. We looked at every single piece of evidence in the world. I'm not telling you in Washington or in Texas, the state, or in America, the country. I am telling you, we looked at every single piece of scientific evidence, reports, research, anything to do with lockdowns. And we have found over three, three and a half years, that not one lockdown anywhere in the world worked to curb transmission, replication, or death. None. No school closure worked. Not one. No business closure worked to curb transmission or death. No mass mandate worked. Nothing. No shielding. Nothing. The vaccine showed you straight out of the gate that it was ineffective and it was deadly. Not only that, there was toxicity to take the shot, but the shot caused serious side effects of bleeding, clotting, Guillain-Barre syndrome, paralysis, um, uh, brain bleeds, aneurysms, all of these different very catastrophic conditions, cardiac arrests. We're seeing it. You're seeing it amongst our families and our friends. So the vaccine showed itself to be very harmful. And what do you have to show for it? Nothing. All you have to show for it today is anguish, pain, and suffering. And the anguish is over the fact that you allowed them, because you succumbed, those of you who did it, to give you the shot. And now you have spike protein all over the body 24-7. And we don't know the implications of that. And many people who have taken it have gotten severely ill and many have died. So you know what could be the potential outcome. <clears throat> I'm very angry. 
<clears throat> when I do some of these shows, some of them make some of these shows make me more angry than others. Because I've been in the COVID fight from day one, as you know. Myself, Selenko, McCullough, Rish, Dr. Raminosqui, Dr. Howard Tenenbaum, even Dr. Joe Ladapo. I mean, there were a core set of us, 12 to 15 of us, with people like Dr. Peter Bragan, Ginger, and with advocates and supporters like Malcolm and this platform, America Out Loud, who gave us a face and voice early on when everybody shut us out. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you today that COVID is done. COVID is over. In fact, COVID never was. This lock, this, this pandemic that they call this was never a pandemic. This could have risen in the early stages to an emergency, a medical emergency affecting some countries, but it was never a pandemic in a classic sense because we knew two weeks out of the gate that COVID was amenable to risk stratification. We knew that your baseline risk was prognostic on your outcome in terms of morbidity and mortality. We knew there was a 1,000-fold difference in risk between Granny at 85 with three to four medical conditions and Susie at 11 years old who was young and healthy. Susie could have never had equal risk to Granny. And we knew that. We knew quickly the infection fatality rate, Ionides, model data day one, and he kept modeling up to recently, publishing the infection fatality rate is 0.05% persons 70 and below. <clears throat> Remember the infection fatality rate for flu is 1%. <clears throat> so COVID emerges <clears throat> half as lethal as seasonal influenza. COVID also spared children when seasonal influenza kills children year over year. So we, know, we knew certain things very early on. We knew that the median age of death was around 83 with three to four serious medical conditions that would have killed you absent of COVID. We knew the highest risk people were people over 80 to 85 years old with medical conditions. We also figured out that obesity was a super-loaded risk factor and that, and that predisposed people to serious COVID, severe COVID and death. We knew this. We found this out, but very early on. So all of the lockdowns and stuff that were extended and hardened were wrong. And the people who did it were criminal because they knew that the data was showing them clearly that the lockdowns were not working and were harming people, all of the lockdown lunatic policies. And I'm trying to tell you in this first segment, COVID is over. It is time, it is way past time that you go on with your life. Never utter the word COVID. It was a lie. It was a fraud. Our government in the Trump administration, his task force, lied to you. They defrauded you. Everything about it was a lie. The lockdowns, everything. COVID is done. The vaccine is a fraud, fake failure. The FDA knows and the CDC that the data Pfizer submitted to them and Moderna were fraudulent. They knew that they omitted subjects and participants from the analysis 
that would only then would allow them to present this relative risk reduction of 95%. But they also knew that they were lying to the public with a relative risk reduction of 95% when the absolute risk reduction, which was the key metric, was just 0.7%. They knew that. They knew everything was to try and get emergency use authorization from the FDA so that this vaccine will be put into the arms of everyone. Yet we told them very early on that the data we were looking at was showing us that the vaccine was failing quickly. It was a non-sterilizing, non-neutralizing vaccine, meaning it did not stop infection to the vaccinated, it did not stop replication, and it did not stop transmission. That meant right away that the vaccine was bought in January of 2021. It meant that the vaccine could not work. And it also meant that for you to get to herd immunity in a population, herd immunity being that point, sweet spot point, where there's no more transmission, for you to get there, you need to cut the chain of transmission. And to do that, you need a sterilizing vaccine. This vaccine was shown pretty early on to be non-sterilizing. Could not stop transmission. Even Rochelle Walensky, as director of the CDC, said that. Therefore, there was no need for mandates. No mandate was legal. None. Because the vaccine failed. COVID is done. Move on with your life. Take no more vaccine. No booster. None. Not even in kids. None. Copix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Welcome back to segment two of the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. I Once again, I owe a lot of thanks to Malcolm and his outfit at America Out Loud. I also want to say that um, I write a daily blog at Alexander COVID News. You know that um, if you want to support me in any way, please, I need support. I need help to keep going. And um, I was one of the scientists who were canceled in terms of lost job, 
uh, slandered, smeared, etc. You could support me. Any 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 support would be appreciated. If you went to Zell, Z E L L E, and the email is sr7283 at gmail.com. That's S as in Sam, R as in Rebecca, 7283 at gmail.com. Again, sr7283 at gmail.com. Well, I ended that segment uh, talking about COVID being over and that um, you need to understand something that even common colds, normal influenza, etc., kills our elderly yearly, daily. They are in the nursing home, hospitals, their private homes. Once they're elderly and they have even some medical conditions, even one, they are at risk of death and colds kill our elderly. It was no surprise that this thing that they brought that leaked out of some sort of facility caused deaths early on because it caused, it did provoke some respiratory type illness, influenza-like illness. And whether we know conclusively one day that it is real coronavirus or some other aspect of coronavirus or some other respiratory type pathogen, that Fauci and Dazak and Barrett and these people in labs somewhere in the world using American taxpayer money with Department of Defense involvement, etc., that something they were dealing with leaked out. I am trying to tell you that I am a firm believer that whatever this was, yes, it did cause some respiratory symptoms, and yes, some elderly people died. But I'm arguing that whatever it was was circulating many years, maybe as way back as 2015, such that when this came to our attention in February 2020, the world was already largely immune. Our immune systems had seen this before, the Diamond Princess, the Theodore Roosevelt, etc., aircraft carrier, showed us this. We were not naive populations as we, as we were told. Our immune systems bumped up against this prior. So what I'm trying to say is that we live in a life now, a time where we've lost so much. Some estimates it will take the balance of this 21st century. So 75 to 80 more years for us. to get back at least partway to where we were in January of 2020, especially our children. They've lost a lot of social, maturational, educational development capacities and skills. We have reports now that kids under five years old in Britain can't even speak, even rudimentary, rudimentary language, and they're not even potty trained, etc. And we are tracing everything back to the lockdowns. In that regard, you know I've singled out about 30 to 33 scientists and doctors. I call them the horsemen of the COVID apocalypse. It's about 33 of them. And my view is these people must be held accountable for their role in COVID for what they have done. I'm talking about from Fauci, Burks, 
Bula Bansal, Sahin, Barak, Dazak, all of these people. These people must be made to pay for what they did in COVID because their policies harmed people and killed people. And we mustn't be afraid to say it and aggressively go after them. We have to, for our children, for our parents and grandparents. Well, I wrote a substack about the Biden administration, and I and I actually went back to the Obama administration, and even some George Bush in terms of the immigration, the the refugee policies. Because what 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 the argument that I'm making is with this attack by Hamas terrorist group on Israel. As you know, that, that is what we're dealing with daily right now and the, the devastation of it. What I'm trying to say is that type of terrorist is within America now, Canada, UK. When Tashreen Malik and Omar Martin in San Bernardino and the Pulse nightclub Respectfully, respectively, when they committed the atrocious acts that they did, I'm trying to tell you that there are many, many, many within America right now just like them. Terrorist cells, terrorists, whose aim is to harm Americans, and we will be harmed. I'm saying that Biden and Obama's policies help flood the U.S. with illegals, with terrorists, coming through the border with nothing and telling the border agents that they don't know their names, their proper names, And besides them knowing their names, they have no documents, nothing with them. So they're given this the, the border agents, maybe even if a U, UN or a refugee type of checkpoint. These are 30, 35 year old males, fighting age, military age males, yet they're telling the, the um the UN people at the border that they're only twelve. And when they approached the border, they shaved off their beards and they, they dressed in this kind of Latino kind of outfits, you know, khakis with a little plaid red shirt, etc. But it is a problem. Because if you have all these jihadists and would-be killers in America, then it's only a matter of time before America faces a similar attack. And what I am saying is, Thank God for the Second Amendment of the United States. And it is now you understand the genius of the founding fathers. That they would foresee the way governments, rural governments can get to and behave 
and brutalize the public that the government is supposed to overlord over. I'm saying that under the prior Obama administration, the Biden administration now, they have committed tens of thousands of people into America. And these people are not vetted properly. And we don't know where they're going and where they, and where exactly they are. They could be just be waiting for a big massive strike as they did in the UK. The Second Amendment is critical. And that's the point I was trying to get to with this discussion. Your American Second Amendment is what has stopped the world from falling. Entire world. Is what stops the Islamists and jihadists from attacking the American. Because the average American youth and all is heavily armed, as they should be, with legal weapons. And we also have to come up with ways of arming the girls, the females in society, equally, because they are even at greater risk. I think America remains the greatest nation and land of opportunity and and the chance for you to apologize. I want to say that that the Islamist jihadists in America are laying low and there's a strong likelihood that they would attack at some point in the near future. They've done it across Europe. These Middle Eastern jihadist Islamists, military-aged men have raped their way across Europe and done unspeakable things in Norway, Denmark, Sweden, Belgium, etc. These countries today are shells of themselves and struggling to find their footing because of the impact of the Islamists that Merkel had let in, unvetted people. Kissinger wrote a piece the other saying they're letting too many. I'm not saying they're letting too many. I'm saying that they're letting people they should not have let in, period. So what I'm trying to say is you need to ensure that you exercise your Second Amendment rights. You make sure that your daughters are armed with legal weapons, that she knows how to use them. And she does practice routinely using all of the facilities that the Second Amendment gives you. It's very important because as the saying goes, the wolf is at the door. In fact, the wolf is in the house and you have to arm and protect yourself. So right now we are dealing with this situation with Hamas and Israel. And full disclosure, on my father's side, my ancestry is a combination of Syrian, 
some Lebanese, Cuban. Fact of the matter is, I have some skin in the game. I grew up in the islands and Caribbean. But I have skin in the game, and I'm not talking like some armchair warrior, some knucklehead in the basement, their parents' basement, sitting there in their flannels and their croc shoes with flint falling out of their navel, using their keyboard, talking a bunch of stuff. Uninformed, no skin in the game, but purely uninformed. It's terrible what's happening right now. And uh, what I wanted to share is that I wrote a substack just talking about children. The children caught in the middle of this on the Jewish side and the Arab side. Saying that no child should be targeted or no child should be subject to any harmful actions due to this matter. And I wrote a substack saying that if there is death of children because of this war between Israel and Hamas, that I would stand near the casket, side by side, with the body of an Arab child, the same way I would stand side by side that if the child was Jewish. And I just felt that I wanted to just write that. I didn't write a long blog, but just to get that out so that people understand at least how I think and it helped me understand too how you think. But the amount of attacks I got from driving on the road, the amount of attack, attacks I got from emails, from telephone calls, people on both sides threatening me, that they can't understand how I would like the children of the other side. And I, and I just didn't understand what they were saying because why would children be part of this madness? Why? And the, the response was kind of, it took me, caught me off guard. It was kind of shocking. I want to talk about what France has done. They've deployed 7,000 soldiers and they have signaled that more to come onto the streets of France and Paris. Why? To keep to keep their safe and the jihadists, etc. in France are what we call they're acting a fool. They're beginning to attack people, innocent people. And when and when um a holy jihad was called that was a very dangerous thing because since then, several people have been killed in France, elsewhere, and it traces back to that call for jihad, which is kill the non-believing Muslim, kill the person who is an infidel, non-believer. That's the risk that we face, and you're looking at the news right now, and you're reading, and you're writing, and you're listening. And everybody now is telling you how safe, unsafe it is, and that, and that um, you are at risk for a random lone wolf attack. 
lone wolf attacks could be particularly dangerous because they're not planned for. You don't understand who it is in the uniform. So therefore, you have not taken any proper evasive actions, etc. There's so many reports coming out of Israel right now, Palestine. And it's hard for me to get into whose side I am on. I just really want peace. And I'm one of those who always felt that both sides could figure out a way to move forward, historically too, for the future. But then, but then you get all these different reports and you realize the depth of hatred. When I wrote that about standing at the casket of both Arab or Jew, the amount of invectives and hate I got, even threats, given my point of view. And I think it is a sad state of affairs both ways. One is that um, is that these people are not trying. I, I, I don't think, honestly, that there'll ever be peace. I don't think so. Because the parties involved in the nature of the dispute, I don't think they want to get there. I will, I will talk a bit more in the third segment. I want to thank you for joining me in the second segment. Thank you. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Well, the Out Loud Truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome to the third segment of the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Once again, we are supported by America Out Loud and Malcolm and his platform and his warriors behind the scenes making this happen every week, week over week. And I thank him. I thank Dr. McCullough, Dr. Reish, Dr. Peter Bregan, his wife Ginger, Malcolm, 
all of the tremendous people on this uh, talk show. <clears throat> you know our podcasts. My podcast goes, my talk show goes to podcast the day after it's played. And you can hear it on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, etc. Please, please check it out. Please support America Out Loud. Once again, before I proceed, I wanted to remind you that um, I write my daily blog, Alexander COVID News. Um, it's free if you want to subscribe. If you want to help me, you can go to um, Kazel, Z-E-L-L-E. Email is sr7283 at gmail.com. Any kind of donation support will help, even $1. We support Dr. McCullough, myself, Dr. Reish, Dr. Marcus, Dr. Hodkinson. We support the wellness company <clears throat> out of British Columbia. That is the wellness company. The URL is twc.health. That's T for Tom, W for White, C for Charlie, dot health. And uh, it's a very unique company trying to revolutionize healthcare, bring it back to the individual person for their own personal decision-making out of the hands of technocrats and bureaucrats. And they're trying to present healthcare from a telemedicine point of view, trying to give the entire um, experience telehealth, including specialist services. Um, they also produce a range of nutraceuticals, vitamins, and support. And one, well, not one, a couple of very important ones are the healthy heart formulation, um, the diabetes support, and also the spike recovery. And what it is is um, a formulation that comprises natokinase and some other over-the-counter products that um, have found particularly natokinase to dissolve the spike protein, and people want the spike protein out of their bodies. Anyway, let me proceed quickly. Um, I've been writing this, this uh, blog article on the horsemen of the COVID apocalypse. You know, the four horsemen that brought plague, pestilence, pestilence, famine, death across Europe, etc. Well, I have I have started one called the uh, the horsemen of the COVID apocalypse. And I really started with about three or four, and now I'm up to 33. And and, and there are people there like Wiseman, Carico, Bula, Bansal, Sahin, Barak, Dazak, Fauci, Burks, Azar, Walensky, all of these people, you would know all of the players, and we're up to 33. And I am saying that these people are the people who should be investigated. These people have information that we need to understand what really took place in the lockdown lunacy. And I want to say that um, many have been writing me recently asking me that it's such a heavy American contingent and some Europeans. I mean, I have people like Paul Offit on that list. I have so many different people that, um, and I thought that the list was complete, but daily people keep sending me in um, really actually very strong contenders also. But now the ask has been, um, can I add <clears throat> Canadian scientists and doctors and government officials to the list? Many want Prime Minister Trudeau on the list. I'm talking about people who should be investigated and um, questioned on the oath 
improper legal hearings, and if shown to be guilty, to have caused lives to be lost, they should be penalized financially, strongly. In fact, every cent taken from them, and then many imprisoned. Some are saying, what about Howard New from the Public Health Agency of Canada? I believe he, if he was not the lead person of PAC, the second in command, some are saying Theresa Tam, Dr. Theresa Tam, um, the mask lunatic, we call her, like a maskaholic lady. She some 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 say that she wears masks even to her own bathroom and her own home. That's the word on the street. <clears throat> so we don't know because there's no need for this. Some are calling for um in Canada, Dr. Shapriya Sharma, another lunatic. I call these people loons. I don't even know if I have the right adjectives for them. They're just academically sloppy individuals, technically incompetent, intellectually lazy, specious, unscientific, and unsound. It is clear that over the pandemic, <clears throat> these idiots, <clears throat> these morons from the Canadian healthcare, and that's at the federal level, and I worked with many of them, full disclosure, I was an epidemiologist for the Canadian government for 12 years at Health Canada, and then FAC, the Public Health Agency of Canada. And <clears throat> many of these idiots, I went to graduate school at the University of Toronto in the Faculty of Medicine, and I did my graduate degree in, in epidemiology. And many of them today sit atop, I wouldn't say their names, out of embarrassing them, but they're, they're, they're idiots, they're morons, and they sit atop many of the public health agencies across the provinces and cities in Canada, and they all came from Queen's University, McGill University, Western University of Toronto, and they were all the biggest idiots ever, and I went to school with them. And <clears throat> when we would finish, I'm sharing with you, when our classes were done, Many of us, we would go for a little coffee before we went home and, and, and talk because we were, we were being trained and, you know, we, we all felt so important. You know, we are these epidemiologists coming out of faculty of medicine and blah, 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 and statistics and this and that. But yet we were stupid and we would sit down in the coffee shop and I, I would tell my colleagues, listen, I know more outside of this program than within the program. And they would agree with me and they would all, we would all say, look, they're not even teaching us properly how to conduct a proper foodborne outbreak or waterborne out outbreak. Certainly not an epidemic, something of an epidemic proportions or pandemic. And this is why <clears throat> in Canada, when we had SARS-1 in 2002, 2003, Toronto is the only first world city that suffered 40-something deaths. Other first world Third world cities had no deaths, and Toronto, Canada had. Why? Because it's the same idiots I just told you. We went to Faculty of Medicine Epidemiology School, but the training was so substandard and so terrible. I myself decided that I was so unsatisfied that I was going to develop myself outside of academia. So what I did is I went on to Oxford, and I was going to read for a doctorate so I did evidence-based medicine at Oxford, but I was going to read for a doctorate at Johns Hopkins in biological warfare because I did a certificate in 2001 at Johns Hopkins, and I was taught by Dr. Donald Henderson, D.A. Henderson. 
if you recall, he um he helped eradicate smallpox. We became friends, and over the years, you know, I had a lot of good discussions, email, etc., with him about biowarfare, bioterrorism, and I learned so much. And I asked him to supervise a doctorate with him, and he eventually told me yes. Sadly, Dr. Henderson had died, but I also um, was talking to various universities globally about doctorates in different programs, more along medicine, and, and I was dealing with Dr. Gordon Guyatt of McMaster University in Canada. He was a founder of evidence-based medicine that you know of with Dr. Dave Sackett, and he agreed to supervise me for a doctorate. Plus, he gave me a full scholarship. They gave me scholarships. So the funding was much better, and I did the, the doctorate at McMaster. But let me come back to my friends. All of these people today hold big in cancer, Canada, Cancer Ontario, the Ministry of Health Ontario, all of these different places and provinces. They hold major positions, but they're idiots. They're stupid, and they know that. They can't watch me. My, they know they're technically moronic. And they knew why they were all involved in SARS-1. And they know now <clears throat> they were involved in the response to SARS-2 at various levels across Canada. That's why it's, it's so hilarious. That's why the nursing homes in Ontario are the home to one of the most massive number of deaths by nursing home residents, quote-unquote, connected to COVID. 80 to 90% of people who died in Ontario died because they were in nursing homes, long-term facilities, etc. in Canada, in Ontario. I had to go elsewhere and school up and learn for me to really understand how deficient the epidemiology program was at the University of Toronto. For me to really understand how substandard we were, including me. I had to go and remediate myself and fix myself. Today, I'm regarded as a global expert in evidence-based medicine. I know I am regarded as such, and I put out the work. I know I'm regarded as a top epidemiologist and a COVID expert. I know. Well, COVID expert because I'm heavily worked in the area. And plus, I was one of those scientists like Dr. McCullough, etc. that epidemiologist, because he's very strong in epidemiology, I've realized. Well, Dr. Dr. Reese is probably the godfather in this field. But it's because we are heavily worked. We've read the papers, every single published research paper, everything to do with COVID, the, 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 the trials, whatever, everything to do with the vaccines. But, but why we are so prolific, or why we are regarded and sought after is because of one thing. We read both sides of the evidence. The, the other side, who are the lockdown lunatics? I call them the pandemicists or the COVID mandarins sitting ex-cathedra in their offices thinking they know all. They just read one paper. They read one side of the evidence to support whatever they want it to be. We've not. We've had to read, read both sides. So when I am asked a question, I could talk on either side of the issue. And I understand the positive effects and the negative effects. What I'm trying to tell you is I'm giving strong consideration. All this to say I'm giving strong consideration to including Dr. Howard New, Dr. Teresa Tam, Dr. Supriya Sharma, and all of these types of people in the Canadian medical system including those that involve in the COVID policies like um, 
like uh, uh, the medical officers of health, chief medical officers of health, etc., across the different provinces, persons who are in the colleges of physicians and surgeons of Ontario, of colleges and physicians and surgeons of Alberta, these people, their facelessness, their idiocy, their speciousness costed lives. Their reckless policies forced doctors to not treat for COVID, not use antibiotics that was needed. Because most of these people, the elderly, had severe pneumonia, etc. That's what we saw. And uh, the reality about it is that um, I'm giving strong consideration because I want to put them on that list as part of the COVID, um, the, the group of uh, horsemen of the COVID apocalypse. I'm going to include Canadians, Canadians, malfeasance, doctors, and policymakers. I want to talk a little bit about this situation about turbo cancers because what we're really seeing is a massive spike post-vaccine. So do we can link it to the vaccines with glioblastomas, as cancer, the brains, leukemias, lymphomas, etc. We are seeing damage to the P53 guardian of the genome, the major tumor suppressing system, BRCA, breast cancer genes, one and two, BRCA1, BRCA2. We are seeing subversion of toll-like receptors, seven and eight, um, damaged T lymphocytes, uh, we we also have a lot of reports about DNA plasmid contamination. We also have the issue of the IgG4. <clears throat> That's immunoglobulin 4, class 4. The class switch towards immune tolerance, which is a very dangerous development for us, which, which basically means that, that when you take the shot and you develop antibodies, the antibodies will become immune to the spike protein or the target antigen because there's tolerance. So the reality is we've seen over the summer this phenomenon of dying suddenly, dying in your sleep or dying at dawn, especially young people. And we've argued <clears throat> that it has to do with a catecholamine surge, adrenaline, epinephrine, etc. as you rise from sleep, bathing a damaged myocardial damaged heart, causing it to go into irregular atrial fibrillations, etc., and then subsequent cardiac arrest and death to the extent that your partner would wake up and find you dead. So we have this issue over this last summer that was catastrophic and gut-wrenching. Combined with this surge in cancers, we are seeing cancers now that were in remission flaring up metastasis in a matter of a week across the entire body. We are seeing cancers that would take months and years for sequelae to unfold, now unfolding in a matter of one week to two. And most of these people are vaccinated. So the question is, what is the role of the COVID mRNA vaccines, the gene injection, in subverting the immune system, such as making people so very heavily susceptible to cancer? I think it's a very serious issue and needs urgent study. I think what you need to ask yourself is this. How could doctors, medical doctors in Canada, in the United States, in Great Britain, in France, in Australia, how could they be silent? They wouldn't even whisper or talk about the possible link between the vaccines and cancer. Yet they're seeing 
the spike in cancers as soon as the vaccines were brought out and growing. How could devastatingly the oncologists, who are the cancer specialists, how could they remain so silent and pretend they wouldn't even whisper even that the vaccine has something to do with the spike in cancers that we've never seen before? How? How, how are they incentivized for them to be like this? Let me um, take the opportunity to close with a couple of headli headlines that are coming across Drudge right now that Iran is vowing preemptive action against Israel and threatening to invoke the Revolutionary Guard. <clears throat> Midis teeters on brink of wider war. Um, what I want to say is this. I don't want death on either side. I know Israel has a right to defend itself and I want them to. I just want death to be minimized. Thank you.